to China next, where demonstrations against that country's strict lockdown regime have intensified today as a wave of civil disobedience spreads across the country. In Shanghai, demonstrators called for the removal of the Communist Party and President Xi, according to videos circulating on social media. The protests were triggered by a deadly fire in the far west of the country last week. I've been speaking to the Irish Times Beijing correspondent Dennis Staunton, who's been telling me what's been happening today. Well, what's been happening is that in a number of cities, in uh, Shanghai, in Beijing, in Nanjing, in a number of other cities, there have been these protests uh, of varying sizes, mostly fairly small, and they were prompted really by uh, something that happened in the western province of uh, Xinjiang, in Urumqi, which is the capital of that. And on Thursday, there was a fire in a high-rise building there, and 10 people died. And one of the problems was that the fire brigade couldn't get into the, to reach these people. And a lot of people were reporting that the reason was the building was, on, was under lockdown, this place has been under lockdown for a long time, and that they had sealed some of the doors, which they do when they're sealing a building, and that they couldn't, that basically the, that the fire brigade couldn't get in. Now, the authorities say that they were delayed for other reasons, but it doesn't matter. The fact is that this has uh, become what most people believe, or a lot of people believe there were big protests in Xinjiang on Friday. And then uh, there was a vigil for the victims in Shanghai on Saturday. And this then turned into a protest. And it turned into a protest against the lockdown in general. And against, uh, and some people were shouting slogans against the government as well. And then you've had in universities uh, here in Beijing and in Nanjing as well, you've had other smaller protests where again people are complaining about this lockdown going on and on because it's basically coming back again after uh, after a number of months where things seem to be easing up a little bit. And to what extent then, uh, Dennis, are, are these protests, these anti-lockdown protests, becoming anti-government protests as well? I think they're mostly anti-lockdown protests. I mean, you, it's always hard to know exactly what people are thinking. There are obviously some people who would feel the, uh, that these kinds of lockdown measures, that they are a symptom in a way of the system in which they're living, uh, where uh, you know, where it is a system where people are uh, you know, are under pretty strict control. And so I think there's probably some unhappiness there. But I think for the most part, uh, certainly talking to people here, uh, a lot of people will say to you that they you know that they were very compliant for three years, but they just can't take it anymore, and they just sort of feel as if as we're getting into another winter. The idea that you would have to go through all of this lockdown stuff again, I think they're just exhausted by it and they don't see a way out. And I think the government has been trying over the last few weeks to kind of uh, point towards a pathway out of this uh, policy without actually saying that they're ending the policy. One of the problems that they have is that the messaging for the last three years has been that this is a very dangerous virus. And most people in China have never had COVID. They've never met anybody who's had COVID. And they, an awful lot of people, are actually afraid to go out. So, for example, a lot of shops are open, but people won't go to them because mm-hmm. they're afraid they might get, uh, you know, catch an infection. And so there seems, you know, in a way what the government would have to do is to kind of change the messaging a little bit to, uh, to encourage people to feel as if maybe the virus is not as harmful. And then the other big thing they've got to do really, although most people in China are vaccinated, like 90%, among the over 80s, the level of vaccination is much lower. And uh, only and fewer than half of the over 80s have actually had a kind of a third booster shot. And so, uh, so that's one thing that they probably really have to do is to try to protect those people 
uh, before they have a real big opening up. And then they all, the other thing they want to do is to kind of make the healthcare system a bit more resilient, more ICU beds and more treatment for people who do get ill. Tell us about the reaction of the authorities to, to what's been happening on the streets, to the demonstrations. It's been a mixed reaction. So you've had uh, this evening, uh, it's it's evening here in uh, in China now. And so in Shanghai, just a few hours ago, uh, you had the police going into the area where these protests were taking place and they surrounded the area and they made a number of arrests. They haven't been hugely heavy handed so far, but that's often the case uh, here that uh, they pick people up, you know, some weeks or months later. But so, so on the one hand, they're trying to keep these protests under control. On the other hand, in Xinjiang, after this big protest on Friday night, on Saturday it was announced that Xinjiang had actually solved its problem and that the COVID outbreak was now under control and so they would be able to start returning to normality in a a controlled manner. So that suggests that the authorities there at least have decided that uh, it's probably better to respond to this kind of public outrage by easing things up a little bit. And so we haven't really seen one single response from the government. The government, in a way, has to be responsive to this kind of thing because uh, it's it's very hard to sustain a policy like this uh, if you don't have popular support for it. And if this discontent with the measures rises, then it'll just be very difficult to implement the policy successfully. That was the Irish Times Beijing correspondent Dennis Staunton speaking to me earlier. We'll hear from Father Peter McFerry after this break.